Welcome to Inspire Campfire, a podcast where ordinary people tell their stories of extraordinary adventure. These are campfire stories meant to inspire the rest of us to light the fire within, get outside, follow our dreams, and return to tell our own stories. Ready? Let's strike the match. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Scott Wurzbacher. Today, we're going to find out how curiosity for adventure can help us break through limiting circumstances that might hold us back from pursuing our dreams. Today's guest is Deneo Dowd, a wife and mom from Wisconsin who spends her days planning and writing about adventure to inspire other women and kids to get outside and enjoy the outdoors. Deneo loves the mountains. She's climbed Mount Kilimanjaro twice, and she's used her climbing opportunities not only to bring others with her, but also as a way to give back to her communities. She's authored a children's book called Adventure Day and is currently working on the Midwest edition of 50 Hikes for Kids. But it wasn't always easy for Deneo. Growing up in South Africa, she had to overcome a culture of limitations that prevented her from really following her passion. And it was curiosity that helped her break free from those limits to pursue the freedom that she ultimately found in nature. This is a beautiful story of how one woman tapped curiosity and courage to answer her call to adventure. Deneo, welcome to the campfire. Hello, Scott Wood. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, I'm super excited to, to hear this story. I got a little bit of a glimpse when we first chatted, but now we get to go a little bit deeper and, and share with listeners. Um, I thought maybe we just kind of start off in a fun way because you have such a broad and diverse story. How would you introduce yourself to someone who's just meeting you for the very first time? <laughs> I always say I am just a mom who is out here, um, you know, chasing the waterfalls and just like curious to know what's behind that mountain. I love it. Chasing waterfalls and what's behind the mountain. Yeah. Oh, well, um, you know, again, we, we had a nice opportunity to chat um, a couple of weeks ago and uh, just really intrigued about how your story begins um, because you grew up in South Africa and um, you shared with me how curiosity was the thing that sort of attracted you to adventure. So I just wonder if you could just kind of take us back to growing up in South Africa and what that was like for you. Yeah, I grew up in South Africa and I'm not going to lie. I think I had a pretty good uh, upbringing because I had a mom and dad in the house. And actually my mom was home until I finished high school. And so the main thing in South Africa being uh, raised was we wanted, it, it was education. Like you had to go to school and you had to get good grades so that you can get a job and graduate and goes all like that. But then uh, me growing up in South Africa, just behind Drakensberg, I have always been around mountains and I have heard stories that there are people who are hiking. I've seen people and I have always just been curious, like what is it like to get out there and be one of those people. And I remember one day we were just sitting at the playground with my family and people were camping and I'm like, why can we do that? And my family were like, black people don't do that. Mm -hmm. So from them saying black people don't do that, I kept hearing this 
Black people don't do that until I finished high school. And when I started working for, I used to work for the bank. When I started working for the bank, I was the one who was actually in charge of planning the retreats and group activities. So I will usually just plan something that will take us close to the safaris where there will be hiking trails. And everyone was like, why do you always bring us here? Can you book something where we're like next to the beach? So that was me trying to reach out, like, you know, trying to get on the trails and I wasn't sure how I mean it was rough growing up in South Africa like black people were not even allowed during uh, those days in the national parks I've never seen any black people hiking or camping so it was the community the family and just the lifestyle that was like preventing me to like you know take that first step yeah. So I'm really curious, like what that was like for you as a kid, you know, I mean, as kids, we just tend to accept our surroundings, right? We tend not to challenge them. So I guess I'm curious for you what that was like um, to be in that environment. Yeah. I mean, my childhood was, uh, you know, very straightforward. We played outside. We didn't have toys. We didn't have TVs in South Africa. I remember the first time we had a TV was like in 1995 and it was a black and white TV. So we always we, we have always been outside, but uh, I went to the good schools and um, I was not able to like take extra activities because we didn't have money to do that. So I kind of like accepted what was going on and I don't think I was poor. Like I really feel like I my parents, they did what they can to provide me with their good education and because that, that was the main thing back there, but uh, it... I, I didn't take it personal, like, oh, I can't do this because, you know, we were eating, we had good, uh, you know, we had a good upbringing, like I grew up in a big family. And so I, I can't complain much. Yeah. So you said, you know, like with regards to camping, like you had this sort of curiosity and you saw people and like kind of felt this, like, I want to go camping, but you were told black people can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I heard that a lot. <laughs> like, did you just come to accept that where you were? I mean, what was that like for you? Uh, yeah, I think I did accept it because, uh, obviously I, I was, I was at that point, it was only white people who were camping. And you know, when you're driving on the highway and people, it's like school holidays, I will see, you know, white people with bikes at the back of the trucks and everything going on vacations and everything. And then it, 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 so the conversation kept coming, you know, as long as I was there that you see white people, they go on vacations, they go camping, they go hiking, they do all these things. So it was just kind of like, yeah, that's not our lifestyle. Yeah, we, we don't do that. So I I just kind of went with it until I went to Utah. <laughs> yeah, you went with it until you didn't. And that's what I'm really curious about because like at what point did you decide like, no, this isn't okay. I'm not just going to accept this. Yeah. Uh, so I think when I got older, when I started working for the bank, me, you know, being in charge of hosting, uh, you know, planning the events and group activities at the end of the year. That's when like, I feel like I was graving that lifestyle, you know, just going hiking, like, and so finally I decided when I turned 25 that that's it, I'm done with this job because uh, I, I just needed to get out there and see what else is out there. So me leaving when I was 25 years old, I was ready for the adventure and 
I mean, working in the bank, you're facing four walls day and night, you know, and obviously I wasn't at the right place. You know, what I was doing was not challenging me. And that's when I knew that I cannot be around these four walls. And I end up in Utah. And as before I even landed, I saw mountains and I knew it. I knew it that I will be climbing these mountains one of these days. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have so many questions. There's, and there's so many things we could talk about. I, I'm curious, like if you remember like a specific moment where you went from like acceptance that this is not how I live to like, wait a minute. Yes, it can be. I, I think when I was when I started working, when I started working, the pressure of have to get up and do the job that you have to do it because that's the only way to survive. I just knew it right there. And I'm glad that, um, you know, uh, it happened while I was 25. Like I was able yeah. to kind of like be look around and be like everybody around is married they have kids i don't i'm not married i don't have kids i want to travel and the only way i can travel is leave this job because this job is keeping me and you know when you are young at that age you, you work overtime money keeps coming they offer you you can work until 10 p.m today you'll make this money so it got to a point whereby i i just i couldn't take it anymore yeah. and yeah, I was just graving the outdoors. I used to sit on the computer and just like browse people hiking in Thailand, all these countries that I've never been. You know, I used to just read the books about like people climbing mountains. And to me, it was just like things that I never thought that I could do because I, here I am again, sitting on the computer, reading about white people doing that. So it was just kind of like a story that I was exploring and, you know, being inspired, but then not really doing much because I didn't have any resources. You know, yeah. there wasn't anybody right there to talk to and be like, Hey, I see you climb the mountain. I see you're going on vacation. I didn't have any resources at all. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm also kind of sensing like in, in your work environment, perhaps there was some degree of discontent in the work that was like, I don't want to do this and there's got to be another way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't even relate to the people around there because nobody, I mean, I tried to get them to go hiking and then I'll be the first one running because I'm thinking there's a snake out there, you know? So <laughs> I wasn't around the right people. And now I know, now I know that having the right people who inspire you to get outside can really take you a long way like yeah they can really spike your mind like this like oh i need to go and do that so i think i just heard you say that some of it was like getting around the people that inspire encourage you to do that and if you don't have that kind of group of people that are inspiring encouraging it's, it's a lot harder to to get yeah. to that point um yeah. when we first spoke you attributed curiosity to helping you kind of step out of this you know, discontent and into this sort of new world of living an adventure life. And you also use the word craving twice already in, in, in this episode. So I'm just curious if you can sort of speak a little bit to that feeling that you have inside of you of curiosity and craving. Yeah, I think when I finally got to the US and just realizing how friendly people were, I immediately just kind of like, you know, uh, relaxed. I was, I was just like relaxed. And the family that I lived in with Utah, in Utah, they bought me a book that I thought it was just a, you know, book of beautiful pictures. And while I was looking at those national parks, it was like all the Utah national parks. Mm. And uh, I was like, so these places, they do exist. 
Like I, I need to go find them. And I was just holding my phone and, uh, you know, just plucking these national parks, like, okay, five hours drive. Oh, I can make it. But then what am I going to do when you get there? You know, oh, I can stay at the hotel, but then, you know, so it was, I, I was just like, you know, I needed to do it, but then I didn't know how to do it. But then it was a matter of me just like, you know, stepping outside. So what I did was like, I took a, local hike that was like 10 minutes from where I lived and it was a sunset hike and I remember just climbing and I'm like whoo I don't know what's happening I didn't know the, the elevation you know now I know everything what's happening in your body but I remember just like breathing like I'm about to pass out I didn't even have water and then I remember getting a, a, a senior rock and then I just sat there and watched the valley and I'm like so this is the feeling of someone hiking and coming up on the mountain and seeing this beautiful and then I started seeing people coming and saying hi and everything and I'm like only these people know that this is my first hike here I don't know what I'm doing where I'm going so it was a matter of me just like you know pushing myself to take that uh first hike and I, lo I love that so much so was that was that really kind of your first I mean you'd been kind of dreaming about this like as a kid was that sort of your first real life experience yeah. okay so I wonder, like, especially for people that maybe haven't experienced that, you just described it so well, like you were like, you didn't really know what you were doing. You even maybe were a little dehydrated because you didn't have water, but you sat down and there was like this moment where you were sort of taking in what had just happened, experiencing the valley, people were being friendly and you said, oh, this is what it feels like. Can you describe that feeling? Well, uh, for, first of all, like I said, in, in South Africa, we don't go hiking. It's dangerous. They, I, I remember even now they still tell you girls don't go hiking. Don't go hiking alone. You know, don't go hiking with the babies. Babies are not allowed to go on the trails. But then for me, while I was sitting there and getting people coming and saying, what's your name? You know, like, where are you from? You know, just sparking those little conversations. Uh, I really felt like I was at the right place, you know, and at that moment, I was able to be like, do you know where this trail goes to? Like, how far can I go? You know, I was able to make little conversations and then people getting to know me. And then I was asking questions and I felt great going down and knowing that, huh, I didn't get lost. And, you know, next tomorrow I have to go and see how far I can go. So I, I, I just felt like I was at the right place. Hey everyone, it's Scott here. This podcast is a passion project for me because I absolutely love adventure. And it's thanks to the effort of my residential real estate team here in Charlotte, North Carolina, that many of you know as the W Realty Group, that this podcast gets funded. This awesome group of people have unmatched levels of competence and caring for our clients. If you know of anyone looking to buy or sell a home, our team serves the Charlotte, North Carolina market, but we can also help you find an agent anywhere throughout the U.S. or Canada through our highly connected network. When you support our real estate business, you are also supporting this podcast. Thanks for listening and thanks for your referrals. Oh, I love this. Okay, so the few couple more things I want to just touch on that you said. So um, earlier you said black people don't do this. No. Just now, just now you said girls don't go hiking. <laughs> and, and babies can't do this, right? And you have you have a daughter now, and and uh, you know she, she's an adventure daughter, right? So, what is it like for you to have grown up hearing these things? Black yeah. people can't do this. Girls can't do this. You can't take babies there. And now you are. Like, what is it like to be able to like 
shut yeah. that stuff down and say, yeah, they do. Watch me. Right. Uh, and this is the reason why I am always outside every day talking to women, talking to girls. You know, I'm advocating for the minority, writing books, doing everything, because I am really trying to reach to that community, the, the small communities that really, you know, still don't think that we are supposed to be out there doing this. I mean, right now in South Africa, I was just there, you know, last month. It's still a thing that there's some of the trails where they will tell you kids are not allowed. And I'm like, how are the kids not allowed? And the rules will be like, oh, it's dangerous for the kids and everything. So, you know, it's easy for people to just go back. If it's not safe for the kids, nobody wants to do it, you know. And so my my thing right now is really trying to reach out to the black mamas who are trying to get into the outdoors and not sure where they are. And I have started, I, I stopped saying, let's go on a hike. I say, let's go on a walk. So then they don't have to mm. think much of like, oh my gosh, the snakes, cause that's the thing. First thing when you talk to black people, when you say let's go on a hike, they think snake, they think wild animals and all these things. And then with the kids, it's easier just to read books and be like, how about we get outside and try to find these things, you know? So that's the reason why now I am doing what I'm doing, you know, continuing to get outside and trying to invite everybody on my adventures. Like, let's go. You guys are missing out, you know? I love it. Yes. Um, so I want to, um, I maybe was going to save this for later, but I think I just want to go there now. We want to talk about limits for a second. So I think there's two sides to like the, these limits, right? There are the people that feel the, like yourself that feel the limits and want to push through them. And then there are the people that ultimately they care about you and they put these limits on you because they don't want you to get hurt. Mm -hmm. Right. So they're inadvertently putting the limits, you know, making you feel those limits. And it's really out of, you know, a love and a caring, but ultimately what you want is to be free. So I'm curious, like, what would you say to, to number one, to people that are feeling the limits and like advice to push through those limits? And then number two, what would you say to the people that are, you know, projecting those limiting things that are potentially hold, holding you back? Yeah, it's really a tricky one because I, I remember when we are trekking in Mount Kilimanjaro, yeah. there are times where I push people to push themselves to the limit. And, and I'll be like, Re remember, why did you sign up? Think about all the whys and why, you, why you're doing this and what are you trying to achieve? And then I also step back. I'm like, hmm, what if I push this person to the limit and then just taking one step and then she has an accident? How am I going to feel about this? So I am very careful when it comes to pushing people mm -hmm. to the limit. I mm -hmm. always, you know, remind people that you don't have to do this. But if it feels good and you feel like there is something that you want to achieve, go for it. Go for it. But then... I struggle lately to just be like, let's go, let's go, you know, because I have done it. And now that, you know, things are changing and things, people's personalities are changing and things are changing out there. There's laws now. People have to sign NDAs. People have to sign that you're doing this at your own risk, you know. So I have changed on like pushing people like, you know, let's keep going. Let's keep going. You know, I am very laid back now. I'm like, hey, listen, I understand this is not everybody's dream. You know, it's my dream. I'm inviting you into this journey. And if you feel like you can't continue past this, it's okay. It's okay. 
Find something that it's going to make you happy or go until you feel like this is it. Don't push yourself. Yeah, that's really great advice. Okay, Danao. So, so I want to now go back to like South Africa and when you came from South Africa over to Utah, and you kind of just like help connect the dots and you know continue the story for our, for our listeners. Yeah, I mean, like um, seriously, when I came to Utah, I feel like that's when I really uh, I feel like I was reborn and I was very curious like I wanted to do everything I wanted to do everything and I didn't have any friends but then for me it's like I did have a car I know how I knew how to drive but then I didn't know how to navigate uh hiking trails and I just didn't know the difference between one mile and two mile and moderate and you know I didn't understand anything so it took me uh, that first hike to be like, okay, what's next now? So what I did was I, I, I went home and I, you know, started searching on Facebook and I stumbled upon so many groups of people who were hiking on the weekends, meetups and everything. And then that's when I decided that I'm going to just show up on this uh, group and take it from there. And I showed up on one group and it was like, 20 people over there, I was able to talk to so many people and found people that were saying we hike on the weekends, we hike on sunset. And right there, I think that's when I was like, oh, okay, these people have maps, backpacks, what do they have? I remember that on that group hike, I was wearing like Nikes, but they were like leather, like it wasn't like hiking shoes. But at that point, I didn't even care. And now I look at the pictures, I'm like, why was I wearing these shoes? Those were the <laughs> shoes that I had. And I'm glad that I didn't stay home because I didn't have hiking shoes, you know, because this is where we're at now. People are waiting at home for the hiking shoes, for the right backpack, you know. But then um, I just started, you know, making friends and uh, putting myself out there, reaching out to people and saying, hey, I see there's a trip going on. And also I use the university as, um, as a resource because they do have like fine classes. So I joined classes like snowshoe and hiking. So now I was, you know, testing my limits. Can I really go backpacking on the shoes with on the snow? So I did things like that, that when I called home and told my friends, they were like, you're crazy. Like, you're going to be backpacking on the snow. And then these friends that I made, they were able to put together some gear for me, you know, and let me go on these adventures. So the more I go, the more I was curious and I was having so much fun. And I was like, okay, now what's next? So I was checking all these boxes now. And, you know, I feel like at that point, I didn't care who was saying what I was always the only black person around white people. I didn't even care. It didn't even bother me. Man, I love it. And so like when, when your friend said, you're crazy, what are you doing? Like, it, is that fuel for you? Yeah, I actually used to take it very personal because they used to be like, oh, you are doing the white people stuff. And I was like, okay, whatever. It is what it, I mean, it was white people stuff, right? Because that's what I saw when I was growing up. So I, I, I didn't care. I, you know, I was just, I continued doing what I'm doing. And then it's crazy that those people who thought I was doing white people stuff, 10 years later, they're reaching out to me. They're looking for advice. They're looking for places to go. They're looking for, you know, the resources. They're like, okay, which shoes do you think? So now I'm like an expert 10 years later. That's so amazing. And really, I mean, what I see is like this curiosity for like, wait, I want to experience this. And then it was the curiosity, but then also the courage to show up. Like, 
Yeah. I mean, I just envision you like you showed up and you're like, I'm here. I might not have the right gear, but I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, it seems like you found a community that was really like welcoming and accepting and they were glad you were there. Yeah, it's very important to show up. And that's the other thing that I noticed most of the time when I host events around here in Wisconsin, people don't show up because they're nervous. Things come up, but they are just nervous. They don't know what mm. to do. And they also look at me and they're like, oh, we are not on your level. And they have seen pictures only. They've never been with me. And I'm like, what levels are these people talking about, you know? And so it's very important to show up. I remember when I signed up for rock climbing in Utah, I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? I'm scared of heights. Why are you signing? So, so those are the things that I've did that I feel like they were so dumb. Like you're scared of heights and you're signing up for something. And you think later like, oh no, we, we have to climb this rock, you know? So for me, it was just like, oh, this is happening this day. I don't have anything on a calendar. I'm doing it, you know? And then just getting there it's like, it's a university. There's, you know, everybody has to do it. It's not one of the, you're not hanging out with your friends. You know what? I'll try it next time. So I always found myself in situations like that. And I'm so grateful that, you know, I have always just pushed myself to that limit because I felt comfortable with the limit that I was, you know, the, the journey and everything. Yeah. And your willingness to show up and explore these adventures that you'd been reading about yeah. Also led you to meeting your husband. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, yeah. I met my husband in Utah and I remember he, he doesn't talk much. So I had to dig information I said, oh my gosh, from Wisconsin or the first time I heard about Wisconsin was watching Titanic. The guy's like, I'm from Wisconsin and it's very cold. It was like, oh no, I don't feel like that would be my place, you know? And so I learned that uh, he is very outdoorsy, extremely outdoorsy. He is a hunter. He comes from a family. They travel all summers growing up, hiking and camping. And I was like, oh, I am keeping this one. And <laughs> seriously, right there, I was like, I, so with him, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I hit a jackpot because every, like we just talked about adventures every single day. And we will be like, this park have you been no let's go you know so now i felt so much safer with him because mm -hmm. i was able to be like what does this mean you know like i have learned so much from him like what does this mean what does this mean where is this place why does that sign says that you know so now i was learning a more uh, more from him and you know he was very open and it was just nice to have somebody right there who knows everything yeah, so that's awesome. And so you guys ultimately moved back to Wisconsin. Yes, we did. Yeah. And that's where I got confidence now, like writing about these hikes, because now I have a boo here who knows everything. And me and him were just like into, you know, this lifestyle. And now I started writing a little blog, sharing on Facebook. Like now when I was sharing all these hikes on Facebook, I was more into details because, you know, I know what I'm doing now. I can share this information with people. Okay. So like, can we talk about the writing a little bit? Because, and, and also like, you know, you went from somebody that was curious about the outdoors and you come from South Africa, you come to Utah, you start experiencing these adventures. Now, all of a sudden you go from somebody that is enjoying the experience to wanting to share this experience with others through writing. Mm -hmm. 
I wonder if you could kind of take us through that journey. Yeah, I feel like once I, you know, once I, I was in it now and talking about it and then making more friends and getting married, we started having, you know, have making friends with people who were into this lifestyle. So we just started growing from there and coming to Wisconsin. We had a baby and I think she was like, uh, she was not even two years old when we moved to Wisconsin. And I remember coming to Wisconsin again, I was looking for resources. What do families do here besides eating pizza and drinking beer? Okay, we have a two-year-old. We can't be drinking beer every day and eating pizza. I don't even eat cheese. <laughs> and so I was just like looking everywhere for resources and I couldn't find anything. And then I'm like, okay, we're going to start Wisconsin Adventure Family. I'm going to start blocking and I'm going to start getting resources for the families. We're going to start hiking. I heard of this 50 state parks and we're going to explore them. Every, the goal was to explore them in one year. And so we challenged ourselves. And remember, I'm moving to this place where I said I will never move here. I don't like the cold and everything. But then most of our friends, they were moving out of Utah. And then we were like, huh, okay, you're, moving, you're still in the Midwest. We can still meet. And so that's the thing about this culture, the people, if you make friends with like people who do the same thing, because you guys can just plan a camping trip and meet up somewhere else, you know? So to me, that was just like, wow, this is amazing. Like this lifestyle, it's something that I cannot even like, you know, leave. Like this is it here. I'm all in. And then also, I also noticed that we don't even have to take a vacation from this lifestyle because mm. we are out there. We're meeting people. We're having fun and the family is happy. We're exercising, you know? So for me, I think it was all the benefits that we were getting and coming to Wisconsin, I knew it that I kind of need to reach out to the community, help new parents. I wanted to help new parents. I'm not going to lie because being a new mom from South Africa, my family was not here. So I always had the kid by myself. I had to be friend with other moms who loves hiking, but then I think the most important thing is I wanted to raise my child outside. I didn't want her to be indoors and everything. So it was very important for me to, uh, you know, reach out to those moms and, you know, try to form something where I can write, I can share information and continue living this lifestyle. Yeah. And I'm curious if you could help me because I, I something that you and I share is like discovering our love for adventure, a love for being outside, hiking, the outdoors, just that experience. Right. Yeah. But how is it that we go from that just like that, that craving, that curiosity for experience to all of a sudden wanting to like like feeling this desire to share the experience with other people? Like what what is that? I think because once you get it and you see how unhappy people are, you feel like you want to reach out. You know, I have so many friends like, I, I mean, I think most of my black friends, they don't hike. They hate hiking. They hate it. They have said so many bad things about me. They hate it. And I still reach out and then, you know, they are depressed or something. And I'm like, have you tried taking, you know, a walk? Like, can you get outside with your child and everything? I feel it's that thing. You always feel like you want to do something for somebody, but we can't offer them anything. You know, if someone can just step outside, backyard, you know, invite, like step outside. Just yesterday, I talked to my sister in South Africa and she is not outdoorsy at all. And then she was just sitting in her backyard 
watching the pool and she said this is really nice i said i've been telling you all these years to get outside <laughs> i've been telling you all these years like what is wrong with you and she's like well i guess i have been busy you know so i feel like we really have to keep trying and we have to keep sharing what we're doing yeah and I, like part of me is almost like kind of connected a dot in my own head and was like thinking through this like we talked earlier about these things that limited us earlier, right? And it's like, you know, limiting beliefs, limiting rules, culture that limits us. And like, as we sort of push through that and realize it doesn't have to be that way, I wonder if part of the motivation is sharing with others so that we can potentially unwrap some of that so it doesn't have to be that way for others going forward. Yeah, and it, that's the thing. Right now, so many things have changed. My daughter is not going to have the same experience like mine, you know, right? The only life that she knows is the outdoors life. She has been outside since she was born. So she doesn't have to be like, oh, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. You know, she has all the opportunities. And that is why I still don't understand some of the influencers. It's 2023. And then they still making posts like, oh, I'm not able to go here. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. You know, they are just like people out there who are, you know, being a problem. They are being a problem instead of being positive and spreading, you know, the right information out there. And I'm like, there is no way it's 2023. You have to do the right things. And there's no time to spread negativity out there. You know, mm -hmm. it's about time that we come together and we really do the right things. But it is what it is. We live in the world whereby there's still going to be that one person who's negative about something, you know, like seriously, when I hear someone saying, oh, I don't want to go in that park, there's one, two, three, I'm like, there's always complaints, but you know, you do have opportunities to go. You can really go. That positive, that, I love the positivity. I'm, I'm, I connect with that. I think that's just, that's great. And I think it's what the world needs right now, frankly. Um, it's wonderful. So, you know, let's talk about this sort of leveling up of adventure because you know, you went again from somebody that just kind of wanted this to doing some hikes in a beautiful place with big mountains in Utah. But, but now you're going to go to Mount Kilimanjaro. And so there's this like, there's this leveling up that seems to be happening for you. Can you talk about that? Yeah, there has been so much growth in my life. And I feel like uh, I don't want to waste time. I just want to keep growing. I just want to keep exploring because I only have one life, you know, all these things that I had no opportunity to go out there and do. I can do anything that I want right now. I can do anything. And I think also I'm just realizing that, uh, you know, if you put your mind and your brain, your body into something you can really do anything that you want like there's no excuse right now you know you are the problem so if you want to get out there and do something nothing is standing on your way and Kilimanjaro just came that way like I was like I'm gonna climb that mountain I'm gonna climb that mountain and I want to bring people with me who have you know who have this dream of climbing a mountain. And it's always nice, like I say, keep reaching out to people. You never know who can join you on adventures like this. Yeah, so how was what was Kilimanjaro like for you? Kilimanjaro has taught me so many things. It taught me to be patient with myself. And it, it also opened my eyes that, you know what? I am really stronger than what I thought I was. And, you know, now when I think of doing something, it's like 
go for it, you know? And when I was going to Kili, it was like, I didn't even like when I was posting it, I was saying I'm attempting to summit Kilimanjaro because I did have those uh, thoughts like, what if I don't summit, you know, what if I don't summit? And then now that I have done it twice, I'm like, I was just talking to another lady. I'm like, you're going to summit. If you want to, you need to tell yourself that you're going to summit. But then if you are going to try and have negative thoughts, they're going to, you know, sneak in while you are up there and you're going to have to face it. So Kilimanjaro has taught me to be patient and, uh, you know, it taught me a lot of things, man. I, when I was going down on that mountain, I was so grateful and I couldn't see myself not climbing it every year with different people, you know, because I know now that it's possible if you can walk, you can get to the top of uh, Kilimanjaro. You can. It's a mental. It's it's it is ninety percent mental. Yeah, not not the sleep. The the the, the fancy sleeping bag is not gonna get you up there, but your mentality is gonna get you up there. Yeah, for sure. So you go from the experience to sharing the experience, but you even go another step, which is using the experience and the sharing to contribute back to your communities. Um, you've talked about raising money for, um, well, I don't, I'm, I'm going to let you talk about that. Yeah. So when I did my first climb, it was definitely a personal journey where, you know, I was curious. I wanted to go out there and see how it's like. But then once I got down and I realized that it actually keeps me in shape, you know, you, but then what else can we do to keep doing this? I mean, we can, why, why summit for free and for fun if you can summit with a purpose? So my business partner, Sarah Kumalo, she is the first black woman to summit Mount Everest. And I found out that she's actually uh, building libraries in Africa. I was like, right there like if i have to climb every year and all the profit goes to building libraries in africa i will do it so now it makes more sense for me to keep climbing the mountain and knowing that i'm giving back to the community and i mean i have been to tanzania twice and i can tell you the kids needs money for school uniforms and everything and if i have to do this and give back or keep this the kids in schools or build the libraries i am happy to do it it's, it is so impressive just the way that you've grown your whole life through. And it started with curiosity, that yeah. curiosity, then it became a passion. And then you turned it into really like this, this you're sharing and then this purpose. And now you're kind of creating legacy and you figured out a way to give back to your communities. It's, it's really just such a marvelous thing. I'm so impressed. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so what's next for you? Uh, what's next for me is to continue climbing Kilimanjaro, raising funds to build libraries in Africa and uh, to do uh, different, you know, other countries and see who else is going to join me. Next year, I'm doing Machu Picchu and I'll be back in Kilimanjaro in 2025. I would like to do base camp uh, Everest. So, uh, yeah, I just want to keep uh, climbing and doing all these Fun things getting outside. That's amazing. You and I have a very similar bucket list. Um, <laughs> Machu Picchu and Base Camp are both on my list as well. And I will, yeah. maybe I'll see you there. That would be super fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person I would look into things on Instagram. I'm like, no way. This doesn't look like this. No, I, I'm going to go and let you know when I come back. So 
<laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I am curious before we kind of wrap up here, if you could talk a little bit more about the libraries that are being built, because that, that's a that I think people might have interest in hearing a yeah. little bit more about that. Yeah, so uh, Sarah Kumalo, what she does is uh, she has identified schools in South Africa that needs uh, libraries. So she works with Apple, so they will provide the iPads and then they will have like a curriculum and they are also able to, uh, you know, monitor it and see if the kids are performing or they need to make it moderate or, you know, anything like that. So they do have access to see what the kids are doing. But then this year we were able to raise money for two countries, Namibia and South Africa. And so next year we're hoping to do um, Namibia and South Africa, but more schools in South Africa because uh, kids in South Africa, they, there's no libraries, they don't have books. And, you know, with the electricity problem going on, there's more problems over there. And we feel like uh, we need to bring more people to track for education. What if people want to help your cause? How, how do they do that? I do have a link on my Instagram uh, summit with the peppers if they want to be involved. And um, now that I have already announced that I'm climbing again in June, I will have a link where people can donate anything. You can donate $20. $20 pays for a children's school fees for the rest of the year in Tanzania. So, um, yeah, I will have a link once uh, once we're done here on my Instagram and people can reach out there and see where they can help build libraries. And then I can be pumped up to climb that, that mountain. Yeah. You're an amazing human and I see the fire in you and it's just, it's so <laughs> inspiring to just see the whole life's journey of, and how it's, how it's grown and evolved throughout your lifetime. Um, I am curious for people that are listening, that are really inspired by your story, your curiosity turned into courage and then this ambition, but maybe they don't, Maybe they don't feel yet like what they should do as a next step. Like what advice would you have for people that, that, are, that are resonating with your story, but they just don't know what to do? I want people to reach out. You know, I get messages every single day. You know, it's something when you can say, oh, that's on my bucket, bucket list and you don't do anything. If something is on your bucket list and someone is announcing the date, reach out to that person and be like, hey, I want to sign up. I want to do this. Help me. How can I do this? Don't be shy to say help me because that's how I got where I am. I am not afraid to post something and ask for help. I am not afraid to, you know, ask a silly question question and be like is is rainbow mountain really a rainbow mountain you know ask you know reach out and don't be shy you know the people are always willing to help and i'm one of those people who are always sharing information so with that how do people find you um and if they like if people want to learn more about your retreats or your books what's the best way for them to to find out more about Dineo dowd yeah, my socials are all under Dineo Doubt. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, anything. Um, I use my full name and uh, I do have some resources for the families, wisconsinadventurefamily.com. But uh, most of the time I'm available on Instagram or Facebook. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your incredible energy. Listen, this, I mean, it started in South Africa with this curiosity and now you've just developed into this inspirational person that's taking people on these epic trips and just inspiring black people and women and children to get outside. It's just such a great story. And I just know that at some point Hollywood's going to pick up on your story. 
and they're <laughs> going to want to make a movie about you. <laughs> and I want to know when they do, who's going to be the Hollywood actress that's going to play you in that movie? Oh, I love Lupita. I love Lupita. Yes, yeah. I love her, her background. I love who she is. And I just love that girl. Yeah. I love it, Lupita. Okay. And what's your movie going to be called? I am not sure. I always have so many titles, but then maybe they just can call it Hiking Kilimanjaro. I mean, like, I feel I love like, it. yeah, <laughs> I am so Kilimanjaro starring Lupita. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going to watch that movie. It's going to be fantastic. I really, really appreciate you spending time with me today. This has been so much fun. And for those listening, I hope you've been inspired today as much as I have. I hope Deneo's story has encouraged you to listen to the voice inside that calls you to adventure because we want to hear your story next. If you have a story to tell or you just need a nudge to create one, please send me an email. We'd also appreciate it if you'd help us spread the word by leaving a review and sharing or tagging Inspire Campfire in your social media. And until next time, I want to encourage you to get outside. Thank you for listening. Deneo, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun.